I am back with the PC building episode that was promised a couple of weeks ago. Um, if you actually listen to my Black Lives Matter episode, I highly suggest you listen to that because it is very raw, very me feeling a certain type of way, me still feeling a certain type of way. And uh, I decided to go ahead and move forward with this episode because I felt as though, you know, as a black woman trying to support her small business, I just needed to go ahead and get to it. So this episode is going to be really exciting because I have guests to help me talk about PC building. And it's just going to be a very uh, organic, honest conversation about PC building, along with the questions that y'all have given me or suggested to me via Twitter, which is really exciting. And uh, I hope you all like this episode. Oh, almost forgot my disclaimer. Disclaimer. My guests and I, we're going to cuss. We're going to be talking about technical stuff. If you in any type of way feel as though that that's going to take away from the quality of this podcast, the quality of the content, then I'm going to suggest you to stop, unsubscribe, find another podcast because this is not for you. Um, But if you are still wanting to know a shit ton about PC building and are really excited to hear me and two of my closest friends talk about PC building, then stick around because this one's going to be really good. Okay, so now if my guests can introduce themselves. All right, uh, here, uh, this is Nuru. Uh, I'm a software engineer, primarily dealing with uh, enterprise middleware, so Java and Spring. Um, my favorite games through the years, uh, for I guess to stay on topic, since we're talking about gaming PCs here, uh, have Fortnite. been Halo. Uh, GTA San Andreas. I love Fable back in the day, the original one. And now um, it's been Fortnite all the time. But, you know, we're open to trying to get into, like, some of these other newfangled games that kids are playing these days. Um, Yeah. And I am Bobby. I'm also a software engineer focusing on middleware, mostly Java-oriented code, much like Nuru. I have been gaming for a while now. I used to be mainly a console gamer until one day I decided to go with building a PC to see how that works out. I mostly play first-person shooters, things like that, but I expand out to things like RuneScape, you know, keep my nostalgia going a little bit. We'll see what happens with the newer games. I'm real interested in some of the stuff coming out. Okay, and I guess I gotta throw my fucking credentials out there. Hi, um, I'm Jocelyn. I'm the host, obviously. Um... I'm also a software engineer, currently unemployed, loving it. Um, So as far as games, I've been gaming since I was like nine. So the better part of two decades, God, I'm old. Um, And so I primarily play like first person shooters. But when I was younger, I was really into like RPGs, like Final Fantasy seven, eight, 10, 10, two. Um, But right now, my main game is Overwatch, but I have been suckered into playing way too much Fortnite during this pandemic by said people in this podcast episode. So (laughs) Who are those people? I've never met that man in my life. I don't know. Why am I like level 284 or 184 in Fortnite right now? It's it's wild. Because we're professionals. We are professionals. Oh, my God. Okay. So... 
let's start out with the one thing that I feel like people get really worked up over as far as PC building is concerned, and that's price. So I guess I'm going to ask you, Nero, since the two of you both have differing opinions, and I kind of side with Bobby on his opinion, probably. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Already discounting mine. So like on the bias right out the yeah, gate, I like I it. But yeah, so what is the question? I guess what range do I feel yeah, like Yeah, what, what do you feel like is a comfortable budget for... A PC. I mean, we've already kind of discussed that we're all gamers, so just as far as everybody's knowing that all of our PCs are geared toward games, that's it. Well, yeah. mine's games and streaming, but talk a little bit about that. Like, what is your budget like? What do you prefer? Um, so, for me, um, I guess in recent history, and obviously it hasn't always been the case, but my budget typically ranges between uh fifteen hundred to two grand. Uh, and obviously with like a, a little bit of uh an exception on, on the upper end if you know it is something worthwhile. Uh, a big thing for me uh is I enjoy the convenience of like not having to like actually assemble everything myself. Um but you know uh so that that's I guess my price range. All right, clear, Bobby. My price range, I like. I don't even know if I can give myself a price range because, like, I fall on the side of I like high end stuff. Like, if, no if it's not the best, usually I want to buy something that's going to be at least the best that I can possibly do. So, I tend to fall towards the higher side, but it it's always good to at least see what a budget one might look like. But nine times out of ten, you're going to see me on the more frivolous spending side just because I like having high end stuff. So like two his two grand budget, budget, that's gonna be mostly towards the baseline of what I'd be looking at. Oh lord. (laughs) (laughs) And so (laughs) I mean, I guess, yeah. So I do agree with Bobby a little bit. Um, I mean, our reasons for spending the money is different though. Um Bob is very much like I need the best of what's out right now versus for me, I need it to be pink. And uh, <laughs> that's what dr- that's what Brand drove me for- to buy this case <laughs> that I have. And it kind of, um, you know, spun out of control a little bit. So I bought the case, which is pretty expensive for a case. Anyway, um, my case was $200, which is unheard of, really. Um, especially for it to be a mini ITX case. And then I kind of just built around that and building around that and also um, having it need to be to meet the performance standards that I needed for games and streaming kind of like blew my budget out of control, really. But yeah, I definitely agree with Bobby. It's usually like I don't have a limit on it as much like so as long as I like it and it works well, we're good. But I guess I don't have a budget. I guess I kind of like baited you into that one, Nuru. I'm sorry. <laughs> no. He's like, I got a price range here. Me and Josh are just like, unlimited. Screw it. He's like, it's <laughs> but I do also want to say that the budget does not include peripherals. So that's excluding like mice. Like, mice. I mean, yeah, I feel like that's, yes. that's almost always the case. Because, like, I mean, for the average person, I feel like you do research on the peripherals and other stuff 
separately you know what i mean like at least in my mind when i'm like getting the computer like my like focus is getting the computer and then the only time like you really start adding or removing peripherals is like when you either have a problem with the ones you have or the ones you've been using or you know like something kind of comes up uh from like that aspect at least that's that's been my driving uh force although i have bought you know the occasional uh keyboard just because <laughs> we get it you like keyboards because <laughs> 60% are dying, man. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I, I just think that when people, especially if you're using like PC part picker, right? Um, they show the budgets on a lot of those builds. And um, a lot of the things, a lot of what's wrong with that is that it focuses on the hardware. It doesn't really focus as much out unless the person actually adds those things to um, the build itself. Like, the price of your keyboard and your mouse and your fucking monitor, or if you have two, mo- it never into the full price. So, a lot of the times when people start budgeting out for things, they're like, well, "Okay, well, my budget's fifteen hundred. I'm like, "Okay, yeah, it's budgeted out for fifteen hundred for all of your hardware, but what about you don't have a keyboard, sis, and you don't how have do you mouse. plan on like, viewing this computer? It, like, you don't have a monitor, so that can easily, depending on." I don't know how you feel about keyboards yeah. and such. That can add, well, I mean, I, add I on like an extra five hundred dollars. That's like a different thing, because uh, like that's like first timers, right? It's the people that tend to face that issue, right? Like if you're over here swapping from one thing to the other, yeah. But like if you've timer, already yeah. built, you kind of have like you know, what I mean, a few parts laying around that you can either continue to use or I guess sell um, and like you right. know upgrade. Not all first timers do like a budget build though. Like there's a lot of first timers mm-hmm. out there. Well they'll go right out the gate. Give me that RTX twenty eighty super. And it's like, okay, I, you may not need to do that, but wait, I get why you're doing it. Wait, Bob, <laughs> you just drag me? Like, yo, that's exactly what I did. <laughs> well no, like you at least like you had an idea of what you were getting. Some people are like, Oh, I've heard this RTX twenty eighty is the best. Let me throw that in my build. Good, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got the 2080s because that was quite literally at the time the only graphics card that was available for me to buy <laughs> yeah yeah and i got i mean really that lucky. is probably another thing right is like timing because uh, there are times depending on i guess cryptocurrency uh, yeah, uh gpus are some of the most volatile selling stuff out there yeah like there sometimes one option could be a cheaper option and like at other times year or in time like you might want to go with uh, other uh, places to buy your stuff well uh, do we have like a, a next question that you wanted to specifically ask us no you, okay, this is yeah, very much organic we can go wherever okay, you would like to go keep it rolling keep the vibe running i guess uh so can we dive into uh pre-built uh, related questions because uh, I, I kind of have like some things. Didn't see this one coming. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not like he hasn't been talking about it for a week now. So I guess my first question, this might be controversial, is are gaming laptops always a bad idea? Because mm. um, no. I feel like uh, it has been my uh, personal experience that like you obviously 
there are uh, gaming laptops that are are able to evolve with the times, but I feel like uh, so far uh, for me, gaming laptops tend to get outdated before or like lack the ability to uh replace parts before uh typical tower models so opinions do you want to I mean, you want to go first laptops i'm not gonna flat out say laptops are a bad idea but some of your like holdups with it do make sense you are restricted a little bit more in terms of what you can upgrade like, not every GPU you buy that works in a tower is not really going to work in a laptop. So you are restricted in what you can buy. But a laptop will get the job done, at least at least to a minimum standard, depending on how much you want to be able to do. Like, 1080p gaming these days, a laptop's going to probably do you just fine in most scenarios, as long as you buy the right laptop. But that always plays into buying things like pre-built or laptops, making sure it actually fits the criteria you're working with. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, do you guys another oh, question? So you, uh, wait, so you don't oh. want me to answer? Oh, 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 oh <laughs> my goodness, I didn't say. Ooh, ooh. I, mean, I just want to say uh, from the outset that I disagree with Joss. You know I mean? <laughs> on my own podcast, <laughs> yo, on my own podcast. <laughs> said what I said. <laughs> um. So no, I primarily uh, agree with the points you brought up and what Bob said, obviously, but I think that. Um. Nowadays, there are a lot of laptops because I was helping my friend Kelly looking at laptops. And, you know, when I'm looking at specs, I usually try to, the main things I look at are like the GPU, how much RAM it has, and like how much actual hard drive it has for storage. Um, And I feel like a lot of companies are getting better at selling really souped up laptops mind you they are expensive because they're cramming mm-hmm. all of this technology this hardware exactly uh, yeah. and Hard. i mean i saw a laptop and i think it was from dell i want to say that had like a 2080s in it and i was like what it, it's, it's things that are like kind of unheard of and it had i think want to say two terabytes um, worth of hard drive space on it as well, which was to me insane, right? Because I'm like, that's what I have in mind, but it was also like $3,500. Um, yeah. And, but there's also other things you have to keep in mind with a gaming laptop is that um, because they're so much crammed into such a tight space, that heating is going to be, overheating is going to be the main concern that you have. And rarely can you use it like a traditional laptop and actually have it on your lap like you usually have to buy some sort of cooling mat or water cooling like outside water cooling unit for it to be able to use that um i mean it is the summer though people uh, might be able to use their gaming laptops to start up a barbecue and that is, <laughs> yeah, it might be an additional uh, benefit <laughs> so i think that people just need to keep that in mind uh especially if i don't suggest it if you're trying to if you have a budget you want to stick to because if you have a if you limit yourself that way with a gaming laptop you're gonna see that your I guess laptop is gonna get left behind what in like a are years. the primary scenarios where that is the way to go obviously i guess if you are constantly on the move is one option but like apart from that are there any other uh scenarios that stand out in your mind where like a laptop is the way to go 
maybe I mean, space. mainly portability is definitely yeah. something like, especially if you don't have like uh even if we're talking portability within where you live itself if you don't have like a set this is where my computer is going to be a laptop might be the best case scenario yeah and, and there are like built pc ways to go about that but a laptop does fit that scenario gotcha gotcha um another uh question that i had is do you guys in your mind have any uh companies that stand out well not companies i guess but like uh pcs specific pcs that stand out as blacklisted pre-builds in your mind blacklisted yeah. uh can we just say dell slash alienware alienware <laughs> yeah <I> was... <laughs> uh me personally i've had bad experiences with msi for some reason both of you guys have had msis that seem to have served you well but my experience with msis have not been good yeah you had the their pre-built uh desktop, desktop yeah. yeah and we both had what were what was it gs 73 vrs can't believe i remember that but yeah those were the gaming laptops we had before we uh took the plunge yeah, at this point <laughs> I have like a gut feeling where I wouldn't really look at pre-builds that are coming direct from a company like MSI or Dell. Like there are those websites where they kind of seem like weirdly third party, but usually they get the most, I want to say like feel for having a custom built PC while having the pre-build aspect built into it. Yeah. Yeah, if you definitely want more customization as far as, like, if it gets down to, like, motherboard and CPU and things like that, it's better to go through a third-party-ish website versus, like, MSI or something because they may have, like, a contract with Intel, and so then you're limiting yourself that way. Not saying there's anything wrong with Intel. Oh, God. Um, you just lose yeah. a lot of customizability. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, specifically, um, and I guess... Uh, this might be like a good time to look at the pre-built that I was potentially considering, right? What are the parts, from a part perspective, what are the things that you want to focus on um, in terms of the most bang for your buck? And obviously, there's going to be some overlap um, between uh, pre-built customization and like actual full um, custom, you build it yourself, customization. Um, so do we want to do that now or? Yeah, sure. We can do that. I can, do you want to just go down the list of? Uh, yeah, sure. So, um, I guess to give anybody that's interested specifics, I'm looking at this thing called the Digital Storm Lumos. And I will put the link to this specific one in the show notes of the podcast so people can click and follow along if they want to just to uh, i guess start it off a uh, pretty cool looking uh pc you know what i mean uh, at least uh the uh demo model that they have lots of rgb you know what I mean? lots of lights i mean it's all black it's okay but... uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, i forgot john <laughs> I mean, yo, there's a lot of RGB in there, man. I'm pretty sure you could turn that RGB pink. You know how I feel about that, They got that that image above may not represent your specs. You got to watch out. Yeah, no, you know how I feel about that, though, because it really irritates me, and I'm going to go on a little rant that... (sighs) What, RGB? 
no these people that are designing these cases right like it shouldn't be that hard for anyone that wants a pink case to pink specific or just any color we're going pink specific. You know Jocelyn's my... about to go on a pink crusade. <laughs> <laughs> because either the shades of pink are terrible, or you have people out here, like, customizing parts on a case, like, painting it themselves or whatever. And, you know, when people bring up that there needs to be more pink options, the first thing people want to say is, well, you can make the RGB pink. No, bitch. I want both. I should be able to have both things i am using my coins to buy it it just took me a very long time to find a case and i'm glad so I that i went with it when... book bookmarking or adding time mm-hmm. if you want you want black or white color schemes you got options for days outside yeah, of black yeah. and white color schemes it starts getting a little sketchy and it's just yeah. annoying because i mean i'm not this is let's a time stamp this, let's time stamp this section uh fuck pink rgb <laughs> no, no, no! I still have, I right now my my <laughs> my headset holders at pink are like literally all of. My, so this is sidebar. I didn't want to get too deep into this, but everything I have connected to my computer right now, including my razor mat, my mouse, my fans, the under lights on my case, and the lighting on my headset stand are all pink right now. So mm-hmm. I like it. I love it. They say some people see red. She saw pink and she just went on a tangent. <laughs> Sorry. Um, do you guys want me to do... Uh, well, I guess no. I need, probably need to describe this. I was going to try to do a screen share, but it's probably better for our audio listeners if I just describe this. So I'm on the page. Um, just to start out, it's the starting price for this is uh, 1439 Obviously, that's probably before taxes, shipping, etc. Um, I live in Delaware. We don't know what taxes are. So. I, I, yeah, I'd probably get this ship to Delaware. If I was <laughs> um, so I guess a few things that I probably wouldn't change um, uh, just by default. Uh, the first options are external chassis settings. So I liked, um, Jocelyn's probably going to disagree with this, but I like the uh, case model. Um, it's not for everybody. Uh, they have some finish and trim options that I really didn't um, care to make changes on. Um, to be fair, I do like the fact that it's all glass, though. I do love glass. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's what my tower has. I got glass panels around most of the sides. Not all the sides. But because most. then that also gives you more customization for the your, like, your internals, like your hardware internals. Because like, now you can have RGB. Ran- okay, sorry, we're getting ahead. But I'm just saying it gives you a little bit more options Options plays into the customizability yeah exactly which i mean i I think options are probably going to be like a primary deciding factor and because i mean that's that's why you have the most options when you build it yourself which is why that appeals to some people yeah Um, i mean the pre-build versus custom is almost always going to be options versus convenience i think is what the debate debate boils down to um, so, uh, from a processing standpoint, the models that I'm looking at are the Intel models. So, the options I have are uh, i5, uh, uh, 10400, 4.3, an i7, uh, 10700K, um, and an i9, 10900K. Um, 
from a CPU's perspective. Uh, and the default is the i5, obviously, uh, six cores, eight cores, and ten cores. Um, and uh, I guess, what is your opinion between those three options? Or are all three options bad? Um, I'll let Bobby go because I'm an AMD Ryzen girl right now. Oh. I mean, we can look at that too. They both start from the same perspective, so I, I mean, guess they basically do the same with, uh, thing. But you know, so I mean, it's just a it's just a processor. It's just yeah. Like I'll I'll lead in by saying like I I've seen it happen on the internet a lot where like you have like companies like Nvidia and Intel where they all are like the I guess you call it mainstream main company that people buy from for most computer parts. Mm-hmm. When then you got AMD kind of sitting in the back a little bit. But you don't want to sleep on anything AMD has. They they may not be as mm-hmm. prevalent. Well, they're starting to get more prevalent now in mm-hmm. comparison to companies like Intel. But they do their job very well in comparison to buying like an Intel. Mm-hmm. Like Intel is going to give you a few extra frames for your FPS for when you're gaming. But a few extra frames isn't something you're going to live or die by. Whereas AMD, they shine when it comes to like actual processing power where like if you're doing stuff like photoshop or cad things that's when amd shines usually better than intel if you're not doing something for gaming but doing something for actual like working processing on your computer itself Mm -hmm. okay um so i'm looking uh i guess just to feed into that at the AMD options, the AMD version of the same uh, PC. So they ha- definitely have more options uh, from the AMD side. Uh, they've got like two six core, two eight cores, a 12 core, and a 16 core. So I guess what at present would be your cutoff for an acceptable cpu um in like modern times and probably giving a little buffer to uh, to future proof yourself a little bit so that you know by come next summer you're not like uh, no i need a new so. i mean like if with the intels you're either gonna want they only sell i5s on this digital storm site but that's probably because if you're i5 i don't know if they have anything below i5 these days but i i5 is your limit. If you're going anything that's worse than an i5, you're doing yourself an injustice there. But so, so it's i5 or above the lowest you would go, but what would you recommend? I'd recommend i9. Yeah, okay. if you can get an i9, I mean, as long as it fits the budget and it works, always yeah. CPUs one of those purchases where you want to make sure you have a solid CPU cuz that is the core of almost everything. Yeah. Okay, uh, so we got the i9 selected. Uh, it's a mm-hmm. plus 398. Um, they are recommending that I upgrade my cooling. Uh, we'll get to that, though. Yeah. Uh, so motherboards, right? Uh, this company... Oh, wait, before uh, we go into motherboards, but I will say that um, I see that the one that it came with was the Ryzen 7 3700X, 3700X, and that's the one that I have. And I would say that is the bare minimum for like an AMD processor that I would get. Like I am actually kicking myself that I didn't get a 3900X. So uh, that's yeah, the so Ryzen that 9 processor. Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. my recommendation. But like Bobby said, if you if it's in your budget, um, I 
whereas I didn't necessarily have a budget for my PC, I also like had to reel myself in and there's absolutely nothing wrong with a 3700, by the way, it's eight core, so it's great. But I also had to like, you know, reel myself in as far as like, I'm not doing anything wild on my computer. Play, so. play a little impulse control. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, sorry. So, Motherboard. The default one they have here is the Asus Prime Z490P. Um, or I guess the MSI Z490A Pro, it looks like the two are interchangeable and you kind of get, it looks like they swap back and forth, um, between, um, Asus and MSIs. Um, I'm assuming that it's all RGB related, right? Like they all have RGB with Asus and MSI, their gaming the, motherboards. The default one would not appear to. Mm. Do you want to talk on motherboard since I talked about CPU, Jocelyn? I mean, sure, we can talk about it. Um, But then I'm trying not to segue into RGB things because RGB is a a delicate topic when it comes to PC building. And I'm pro RGB. (laughs) I'm pro RGB because I'm just pro aesthetics, you know? Um, so as far as what I look for in a motherboard, I feel like this may be a little controversial, unless you are looking for a specific sized motherboard, like say if you have like a mini ITX build like I do, um, Mm -hmm. that honestly all motherboards are pretty much the same. I said it. Um, unless because they usually all have like the same chipset in them anyway, depending if you're doing Intel or AMD. Um, so it really comes down to what you want to look for in a motherboard because I feel like people may. I guess just... the only difference I'm seeing here are uh, like like outset is um, the number of uh, PCI Express slots. What I'm seeing, and well, then also some of them have built-in Wi-Fi. It looks like. well, yeah. that's one thing where I have a different opinion, well, slightly differing opinion from Jocelyn is like, yeah, generally most motherboards they're going to get the job done in a very similar fashion, but mm-hmm. you do have to watch out for, especially like it seems like on this site they don't give you a whole lot of information about the specifics of the motherboard, so you'll have to end up going and searching it up yourself, and exactly you do want to confirm what slots are available on that motherboard well, for things like your GPU and things like that. Because that. they may be that. slightly different <laughs> from motherboard to motherboard. Well, obviously, yeah, that, like, as far as, like, what outputs you have on your motherboard, that's going to be different. But, I mean, as far as, like, processing power or anything, it's going to be the same. Oh, you need to just focus that on, That actually like, reminds me. You do have to watch out for your CPU. Some motherboards only support specific cpus a lot of times they do have adapters to better support a different cpu but a lot of them do specifically support a single chipset of cpus but yeah but i think specifically on this site though if you depending on what your cpu you decide to pick it does give you only options for like amd i would hope pre-built wise they do give you the correct motherboard yeah i would i would hope but as bobby was saying you do really need to look at like what options you do have on your board like if you're somebody that like has a here's a situation that i ran into say that you have a mac monitor and a mac monitor only handles like mini thunderbolt um 
<laughs> and and if if you have something or if Thunderbolt 3 is something that you need to have, then you need to make sure that the motherboard that you are buying supports Thunderbolt 3. And Thunderbolt 3 hasn't been like a mainstay. It's not a staple necessarily as much as Apple's trying to drive it toward that. Um so not a lot of motherboards support that. There's only a couple. I think from um, AS Rock, what um, who made my motherboard, they have like one motherboard that supports Thunderbolt 3. So you need to keep those things in mind because you can't just plug that in with like an adapter and to say your GPU because a lot of GPUs don't support Thunderbolt 3 capabilities. So that's something you need to keep in mind. Um, also, if you don't have like a USB hub or something, then you need to keep in mind like how many ports you're going to be looking for, how many ports you want. If you want RGB, like some of them, some of the motherboards don't have RGB spots for your fans. So if you get another motherboard that doesn't support RGB, then those RGB fans that you just bought are useless because they don't have any power to them. So that's Things so I guess this is kind of, some of these concerns are kind of why I uh, tended towards uh, pre-built options because like compatibility issues typically, unless you're trying to upgrade individual parts yourself, uh, typically or like on any good side shouldn't be as much of an issue. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, if you do your research, you you know, you should be good. But like I. This is that was one of the the reasons why I tended towards pre-builds. But PC part picker were also not to steer you wrong. Yeah, yeah they, they, give compatibility they give you compatibility times. checks. So if something doesn't check, they're like, "Hey, this motherboard doesn't support this. You need to go check." Like they'll tell you as well. So um, they do have they even compatibility check their your uh, power supply. So they're like, "Hey, you don't actually have enough juice for this." Yeah. yeah. So does it cover the uh, fan question that you mentioned specifically. Mm-hmm. Like okay, it, so it'll, yeah. So book. if you start buying a bunch of RGB stuff, like outside of like RAM, which doesn't mm-hmm. even doesn't need like a port on it, then yeah, yeah. So that was one uh, thing to watch out for is there that. are some small compatibilities you may not see. Like I had an issue with mine where the fans that I bought for the case, technically they fit, but with where the headers were on my motherboard they're kind of getting a little smushed with how close they are to where the fans are actually being placed. Yeah. I ran, like in, uh, yeah, I ran into that issue as well with my motherboard because it's a, I say this a lot, a mini ITX board, so it's smaller. And so there's even less room for like RGB headers. And uh, there was a lot of, a lot of chaining, a lot of daisy a lot of chaining, <laughs> a lot of daisy chaining in this case for, well, we're gonna for shit to work. Dangling as long as you don't have any dangling wires. <laughs> yeah, so. I mean, I guess uh, that uh, your first point takes us to the next section on the page, which is the uh, RAM. Um, and the question is to RGB or not to RGB? To RGB, always. I'm always an RGB person. Yeah. Um, so the options here are 16 gig, uh, do, 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 32, 64, etc. What would be, um, obviously it goes all the way up to something called the 128 
gig Dominator Platinum, which adds an additional thirteen hundred onto the price tag. Dominator Platinum. That sounds like yeah, something that would be like that. used in that's, BDSM. That's Corsair. No, it's like <laughs> super heavy duty ram. I know, but it sounds like something that would be used in like a BDSM bedroom. How weird! Mm. Marketing is so awkward. Yeah. For for RAM though, it, it's kind of hard to buy bad RAM. Not to say bad RAM choice don't exist out there; they do. Mm-hmm. But a majority of RAM purchases that you will see at first will be more than enough. And also, you want to focus more on how much RAM you get in terms of like 16 gigs of RAM versus 32 gigs of RAM. The mm-hmm. speed of the RAM, which you see after the fact, which is like the 3,000 and 3,200. They're not as important. The amount of boost you'll get out of like an updated speed is minimal at best compared to saying if you got 32 gigs compared to 16 gigs of RAM. So the more RAM you can get, the better. Although at a certain point, you can have too much RAM. Not that it's going to negatively affect how your computer runs. It's, it's just, just a waste of money. You're spending money that's not being used. It's a waste of money, yeah. So initially, I had um, 16 gigs of RAM. And, um, so, you know, obviously I have the podcast and then I also stream on Twitch and also play games. And a lot of those things are happening concurrently. And I was noticing that I was eating up RAM like immediately. And so I'm decided I was like, okay, I need to upgrade to 32 gigs of RAM. There was like no other way for me to do it. And so it's better to go low on the RAM and figure out, oh shit, I need, I need more versus then getting like 64 gigs and then you're sitting there with like unused ram um as my friend bumper said like unused ram is just useless like you want to use all of your ram you don't want it to get to say like 100 percent, which is where i was heading but um yeah you absolutely if you're sitting at 10 percent, you obviously bought too much right <laughs> yeah oh and also and really something really important that my friend bumpers um told me because i just upgraded my ram yesterday I forgot to go into the BIOS and reconfigure the speed because it says 3200 on mine, but um, in the BIOS, it configured it automatically to 2133. And I was like, wait a minute, that's not even, so that it'll automatically do that. So you do have to go into the BIOS after you install your RAM and make sure that you manually set it to the speed that it is, uh, says on the card that you can use yeah otherwise. it's common across the board as well that's not like a specific scenario yeah no, usually like they're going to default to the lower speed yeah so just make sure in the bios don't be me make sure you go in and make sure that everything is set to what you paid for obviously okay yeah you're not yeah. going to see a monumental difference but it does help it does help a yeah little bit. yeah you want to use what you paid for all right we are at 32 gig uh for the choice um Next up, we have power supplies. Dun, dun, dun. The default <laughs> is uh, a 600 watt. Uh, this is one specifically from uh, the company Digital Storm. Uh, the other options are uh, 850 watt Corsair, uh, 1000 watt uh, Digital Storm, 1200 watts, and these kind of go all the way up to 1600 watts. So. Uh, Unless you're like building like a a supercomputer, like I'm talking like two high end graphic processors and things like that, usually like that 850 watt power supply, that's going to get the job done. Yep. 
because you don't need to be buying like the 1200 watt one unless you got like heavy duty hardware that needs a ton of power alright so we're going with 850 uh, it also depends options. on what your GPU is going to be your GPU is going to play okay, the biggest part yeah. into what power the supply default, you get it looks like doesn't support uh, it supports up to an RTX 2070 um, so probably going to opt for the 850 for this one yeah, having um, enough power supply is always a good idea. You never want to go under the amount. Yeah, yeah. and so... <laughs> um, yeah, so I had a couple of friends, Bobby included, that were really concerned for me because I bought a case that came with a PSU, which is a power supply unit for people that don't know. And built in, and they were not happy to say the least that i wasn't <laughs> buying a separate the reviews were a little sketchy they weren't all <laughs> bad but there was enough bad where I, even i was like eh. bobby he was he was tame on it he was just like i just i just think you may i was like I, i'd consider to. it i'd consider it whereas my one friend siva was like what the fuck you're using what the fuck your shit's gonna blow up so there was a lot of anxiety um about that however what did come with mine uh, was fine for the GPU that I purchased, and it's also uh, an 80 plus gold uh, GP, uh, PSU. So it is doing quite well. Has not blown up. Just throwing that out there. Has not sent shrapnel into her. I mean, best case scenario, your computer just doesn't turn on. You get a new power supply. As long as uh, nothing inside that bitch is. Yeah, shit. the only problem with that is, let's say you get a bad power supply that doesn't work for your needs. You could spend uh, two days trying to debug a situation that could you think it's something that's not the power supply. You're like, why isn't it turning on? Yeah. Just as long as it doesn't short and fuck up your motherboard, because then, then that's not fun. That's yeah. not fun at all. Everything's fucked up. No. Then you got you got buy everything again. But we're not gonna put that energy out there. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> all right so uh i mean unless you guys have any issues the default storage from a hard drive perspective is a 500 gig ssd um and a two terabyte uh hard regular uh, hard disk drive so they don't have the 500 ssd m2 in samsung it's only in yeah, they specific options if we did want to dive into that so the one that they default to is obviously their digital storm ssd they um, do have samsung evos in there but yeah they have uh, 860 samsung evo um i don't see that i don't see prefer- a samsung m2 and 500 gigs though it's only in terabyte right uh, uh, there's a yeah, 500 gig 970 evo plus m2 card i do not see what y'all are seeing I'm, are you in I'm the AMD the build? Because they may change oh, yeah. up a lot of what you see oh, depending on which build you're in. See, I don't see the option. Well, I, I think I'm in the. Am I in the AMD build? Well, I was in. No, I'm, I'm in the Intel build. That's why. That's where I'm at. Oh, okay. So maybe <laughs> yeah, that's why. Because I don't. I don't know. Oh, the smallest one I see here is the one terabyte. Okay, I'm just like a Samsung stan. So if you, <laughs> so if you do. I, I mean, honestly, it doesn't matter. Samsung usually just has very good, like, uh, support and well-renowned 
for getting like your hard drive set up and things like that. Alright, so as for the size itself, the default what you said it was five hundred gig SSD? Yeah. That that's what I went with. That makes sense. You can store your OS on there, any programs you install, and you could use that as like the the main operating system area for any like the key programs that you're Windows oriented. And then your other storage will be for games or whatnot. But yeah, I typically try to limit how many programs you put on that so because obviously you don't want to run out of memory on that one as well but uh i do basic stuff like i think i have discord on there and obviously my operating system um just like small things but the majority of it would be on the second storage set which we can go into now sorry (laughs) uh well so for that they really don't have lower options than the two terabyte I would um, go lower than two terabytes. Higher, higher options. Uh, yeah, one to one to two terabytes is a solid choice. Yeah, I feel like I'm very bougie in that respect. That like, you need at least a terabyte. Yeah, memory definitely yeah. does go by quickly. Um, the common scheme these days is to have that one SSD that's going to be your OS drive, so you have the speed boost of SSD on your Windows system. And then in the like lowest budget scenario, you'd have your second hard drive, which is like a normal like hard drive, like X, well, I don't know, HDD. So it's not going to be the tiny fast hard drive, but you can get a lot more space for a lot less money. Or you can and get that's the hybrid. Majority of stuff. Seagate is the one I have, the two terabyte Seagate, and that's a hybrid drive. Um, and that's been pretty well for me as far as like booting up games and stuff it doesn't take really a long time and i like it would i upgrade to like an ssd storage maybe Mm. if it was if it was in the cards as far as far as funds i probably would i'd probably upgrade to an ssd secondary storage but it's not like because i planned on using vr on mine i have three hard drives so i got the 500 gig ssd where all the os and stuff lies I have a two terabyte HDD where any like general games where I'm not too worried about their performance on them. They're on top on they're on that. And then I also ended up getting a one terabyte SSD. That way I can put like VR related games. That way I know they're not running slow or things like that. Yeah. So I guess the next section um, and. Uh, from talking to you guys earlier, uh, this was potentially an area of question, is the uh, network access. So obviously the default is just the, um, if you default the motherboard um, and default the uh, network access, uh, I guess, presets, it's just the built-in ports, high-speed network ports on the motherboard. Um, The other options involve uh a 10 gigabit ethernet connection uh, as well as various other assorted uh wireless options you guys said uh typically you'd like to have that as a backup Uh, yeah um that was that was me i said i like it as a backup mainly because you never know what can happen um and i just like having that security of of having um a wireless backup in case like i don't know like luna like rips out my cord and i can't use like the cord or something anymore you know um 
But then also, I also like the fact that um, there's, you know, obviously motherboards that already have that capability built built into them. Obviously, you can always buy like a wireless card and install it yourself. But um, I'm lazy and I just (laughs) like things being like, I would like it together as like a package. Like, so I know that. If my motherboard already has, like, wireless built into it, then all you have to do is, like, install that thing. Whereas, like, when you're getting into installing, like, a wireless card, then that's one more thing you have to set up on the motherboard. And then also make sure that your case housing has enough room for it, et cetera, et cetera. So that's how I feel about that one. I don't know if Bob feels any other way, but... I feel like you're as lazy I mean, as I am. if it's included on the motherboard, that, that's best case scenario for me. I mean, the less you have to buy, the better. Yeah. All right. Um. So now we jump into, I guess, primarily, probably another uh, primary spend area, which is the graphics card. Um. So from, I guess, uh, talking to you guys, you're steering clear of the GTXs. It- if not Here's the, the question you answer though. Yeah. What level? I guess levels a weird, like elitist way to say it. Yeah. But like, what level of gaming are you looking to do? Are you looking at 1080p gaming, 1440 gaming? Like that—that's the big question for your GPU. And that's gonna lead into your peripherals. Like this is all connected, people. It's all fucking connected. Okay. <laughs> I promise you, it's it's a headache. But yes, like what what do you want as far as like an output? visually uh i mean obviously best case scenario and based on what my current monitor can handle um i'm supposed to uh be able to do some 1440 uh shit on this current monitor with a pretty high refresh rate so I guess when you're saying yeah. high, like you're talking like over 120, like a 144 hertz yeah, monitor. 144. Okay, yeah. so then I would, I, I would definitely, definitely go or definitely RTX would be what you'd be looking at. Yeah, like absolutely. And Bob, could you just explain to people that who may not know the terminology between like RTX and GTX exactly what that means? Because. So with uh, this is specific to NVIDIA when people are mentioning like GTX and RTX, that's like their naming scheme for their generation of GPUs that they put out. So you have things like the GTX 1080, the GTX 1060, and then NVIDIA started working on something called ray tracing, which is supposed to add a more like realistic lighting of sorts to games you play and when that came along they introduced the line of graphics cards called the rtx units so then you got like the rtx 2060 the rtx 2080 so that's what the difference between rtx and gtx is gtx came first and then they were updated into rtx cards and then we're getting series three sometime this year i'm pretty sure so if not this year like beginning of next year i believe so and that's the frustrating part about the graphics economy is there's always something new, like, constantly. But yeah. the good thing is, is typically if you buy toward the higher end of whatever generation, you're typically going to be all right no matter what they're going to be putting into the next generation as far as, as, far as support um, for gaming. 
Um, yeah, you usually got at least a good two years two or so. Two years maybe. or so before you have Probably to Probably three, maybe. Yeah, your graphics card is definitely not something you have to upgrade as soon as, like, the new series. Like, there's no use of having, like, a 2080 Ti and being like, oh, shit, Series 3 came out. I need to buy... No, don't do that. That's ridiculous. That's just a waste of money. Especially if you're keeping into, like, 1080p gaming. You don't need to bust your bank open every no. every time something comes out. That's something that you can absolutely upgrade like Bob said, two or three years down the line. If like I obviously start upgrading when you starting to like install new games and you're realizing that your performance is diminishing. Like all of a sudden instead of being on ultra settings, you're all of a sudden like medium or something. That's when you obviously want to upgrade. But yeah. don't don't be reckless like I tend to be where like you go, something's new out buy it that's yeah, mine yeah don't don't do what bobby does i swear not to god good life do not buy a series three but oh my god please don't do that when they come out don't do that <laughs> i mean this is the first i've heard of the series three i haven't kept up with the news you oh. you set me on this path oh no oh no we oh no we oh, no, but uh just to bring it back <laughs> to which uh graphics cards you're getting so i bought a 2080 super a gigabyte um geforce rtx and i think it's great i think bob has a 2080 right yeah i have the the regular regular old 2080 i don't got the 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 super i don't got the rally stripe on my gpu okay so (laughs) excuse me that was the only one available okay Blame these people during the pandemic that were like, I need to buy a PC and build it. <laughs> I'm lucky. I got it at the lowest price, though, of the year. So, okay. or, or they said, I want this GPU so I can try and mine some cryptocurrency, even uh, though they probably, that's not as profitable as it used to be. Oh, it's definitely not. It's not worth it. Like, your electric bill is going to be, like, in the hundreds. Come on now. That's why you got to be like those hooligans out there that uh, plant Bitcoin miners on websites and stuff and... <laughs> Put all the work out on other people. Yeah, they were doing that on Starbucks. Don't do Wi-Fi. that though. I do not support that. Yeah, they were doing that on Starbucks Wi-Fi, but they, uh, yeah, but they, uh, you know, fixed that. So don't be trying to mine through Starbucks Wi-Fi. Okay, <laughs> but um, I mean, I think at the minimum, you, you could even get a twenty sixty and still be fine. Yeah, twenty sixty will definitely. It's at least future-proof enough to the point where you won't be like, why is my computer so slow? Yeah, and Bob keeps bringing up future-proof because I believe that we're both on the same wavelength as we'll shell out the extra money for something that is going to be a bit more... I don't want to say high-end because that seems so elitist as well. Just It has longevity to it. Exactly. So that way we're not spending another four to $500 like every two years, you know? So... Yeah, like we said, a GPU could last two to three years, but that's like minimum scenario. That's when you might have to update. It could last four years or more. Yeah, it could Depending on how that. the games get put out. Exactly. Exactly. I feel like you would have to... The way... Well, the way... Um gaming developers are nowadays and not caring about what amount of space they have optimization is horrid what is optimization why are all my downloads like 84 fucking gigs can we talk about that you would have to add more storage before you would buy a new gpu oh the the stories about the call of duty updates is hilarious anytime i read it they're like oh new patches out time to download 40 gigs it's just wild absolutely wild and yes we know game developers it's not your fault 
you probably have shitty deadlines and yeah they they got one of the worst industries in the world in terms of working their them to the bone and businesses don't care about optimization they're just like we need this out at this date like now so we get it we understand i'm not blaming you i'm blaming the gaming business for not caring about optimizations because like what the fuck what the fuck Sorry. Yeah, you want you want to read about the bad practices of gaming business? Just read the story about Anthem. That's all you need to read. <laughs> oh my gosh. Could've yeah, it could have been it could have been amazing, but then. All right. So, um, I guess the next section that we're about to touch on, um, after the memory point is uh the cooling. Um, uh, this is obviously another uh big area concern. Um, for me, though, specifically with this model, I wanted to go with one of the Hydrolux uh, cooling options that they had because um, I want those cool uh, tubes that you see in like the demo uh, shown above. Um, so I am going to pick one of the Hydrolux options um, as well as the hardline tubes. Um, and I'm probably going to go with, uh, red colored cooling liquid. Um, I don't so know would guys... this be the custom cooling system or their integrated cooling system? Um, this is the one that I'm looking at is the Hydrolux, the first level of the Hydrolux, um, lights. So the integrated okay. cooling system, CPU only. So if you're doing the light, I think the hard tubes probably won't be won't fit. coming so into I'm play for you. Do the pro it looks like because they like uh, I've I've mentioned it before at least off podcast, not on podcast, but like when you see that it says like custom cooling system, that's usually when you'd get those like hard tubes that aren't like directly connected to your radiator to the CPU itself because when you have an integrated cooling system, it's it's all managed within itself. You just it's like a plug and play CPU cooler with the cooling aspect built in. But when it yeah. comes to custom cooling systems and you have those hard tubes and everything built in, you're pretty much managing it on your own where you have to make sure the fluid in the cooler is taken care of. Like you'd have like a little reservoir usually where yeah, it gets put into there. And there are I guess there's some minimal risk involved where you gotta make sure there's no leaks and any of the pipes that you connect and making sure it stays within the container that you've set up. Yeah, that's so the there, biggest, it does that, come yeah, into play. That's the biggest issue with water cooling in general is just making sure that that shit doesn't leak onto anything within your within your case because once that happens, I mean, it's your fucked. Well, yeah, fluids are not supposed water to. Water and electricity like, do not mix. I mean, they mix, but... You'd probably have a lot easier time since it's a pre-built. At least initially, you'd have an easier time since they'd most likely put it all together for you. But and if anything then happened, then it would be on maintenance them comes along. Mm, yeah, yeah, maintenance would be it. Yeah. Well, I you'd think have to rely on whatever warranty they have. Yeah. So I guess that's a thing I need to uh, make sure is airtight. Uh, and that's it. another thing you'd have to check. I don't, I don't know how Digital Storm's running this, but let's say they have a warranty in place where somewhere down the line you wanted to replace the RAM on your pre-built PC, and you it's replace blocked. the RAM, simple yeah. process, yeah. and then you go, oh shit, my CPU cooler's messing up, I have to talk to support about this, and they go, oh, you replaced the RAM, your warranty's void, you're shit out of luck. 
So that's something you'd have to watch out for with pre-built PCs. Yeah. Um, so according to this, uh, scroll down to, and I, I probably need to dig into the uh, minute details of this, but uh, from an upgrade standpoint, uh, the labor uh, appears to be free. I guess there's probably going to be some concerns about actually shipping it back to them. Um, for upgrades, for part upgrades, you can ship it back to them, have parts um, upgraded by them to keep it under warranty. It looks like the default um, warranty plan is three-year late. Yeah, true, true. And so also, and also I just want to like make sure people that are listening understand. So when we're talking about cooling, we're talking about cooling for the CPU. And the cooling is very important because you don't want the CPU to overheat. Because once the CPU overheats, then... Break your computer. It's fried. Yeah. So that is what we're talking about when we're talking about cooling. There's two options between cooling. Um, what Nuru is talking about is he's talking about extreme cooling. So that's going to be liquid cooling versus just having, say, a fan sitting on top of the CPU to cool it, which is what I currently have. Uh, so and in terms of liquid versus fan cooling, like liquid's not always going to be like, oh, I got to get the liquid cooling. A fan cooling can do a fabulous job and keeping your CPU cool without having to get into liquid cooling. But liquid cooling does have usually a, a sometimes a more significant benefit depending on what type of fan cooler you're using. I mean, also, uh, for me specifically, the, the main reason was it looks cool. Um, which I that, guess all that, that plays we're, into we're, it. We're, I, we're, I we're agree with that. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Fly. And uh, as we said, aesthetics, hello, aesthetics, duh. So. Like you got that glass pane, that glass pane. You want to make sure people see what kind of stuff you got going on. In I know. There. I'm I'm actually you looking at the fan on my CPU right now, and it kind of sticks out like a sore thumb because it's like brown and all, everything else in my case <laughs> is like black. But also, yeah. But it's also amazing, super quiet, and my PC doesn't get over 58 degrees you also Celsius. got forced into the low profile area yeah and i did have to, i got forced into a low profile fan because i have a mini itx case but, okay. you know. so i mean i guess we've kind of made it through uh all of the uh core uh all of the the core uh changes that we would uh make and I just want to say congratulations, team. Uh, this PC that we've built uh, appears to be uh, close to $1,400 over Not my bad. stated... Uh, <laughs> uh, I, are chassis fans included in that price? I, I, I mean, it's yeah, not going to significantly that. increase it. I added but. the RGB. Uh, which one did I add? Um, so the two options are the Corsair um or the thermal uh thermal take uh, i think i will with the corsair um and the, yeah, the actual the total is uh the is 3398 um also another thing i'd probably add to is to increase the warranty um if it is actually an effective warranty um just to have the option um, to be covered since it's a pre-built and um, the primary concern is like not having to void your warranty by doing other stuff I feel like I would opt for the two-year part replacement and upgrade option yeah um, 
It's like getting but, Apple Care for an iPhone. You want to make sure, mm-hmm. like, if shit goes sideways, you're covered. Yeah, okay. but fuck, that's so annoying having to ship your PC out every time, even if you want to do like such a like a minimal upgrade, like replace upgrade. Yeah, you RAM. lose out on your PC for a little bit. Yeah, it was probably would, a couple weeks to be honest. That would, but, I mean, I can numbers. relate to that in my laziness, though, where like at the same time I see the major benefit of not having to deal with the problem. Yeah. Well, yeah, but I, I don't know. I'm, I like tinkering. I like being the one to like. I like building things. You know, that's part of the reason why I built a it's, it's what I've always done. Yeah. So, I just like it. I don't know. It, that would just really, really annoy me. I think like uh, you, you'll hear the purest people out there who are like, oh, yeah, pre-built PCs aren't the way to go. You want to build that PC yourself and know it in and out. It's oh, the that's... same stuff you get from people who are like big into cars. They're all about fixing their cars themselves because they want to know the ins and out of the car. You have the same exact type of people when it comes to computers. And the idea is there. Like if you build a PC yourself, odds are you're going to know a lot more about how to fix an issue if something goes wrong because you know where everything's plugged in at where it connects but it's not like necessary it's not something you have to know i mean but at the same time do you really need to know the ins and outs of your pc though like people that say that shit i'm just like but do you know the ins and outs of like windows 10 pro you don't but it's on like your machine so what's the what's the difference really just like read your box see what parts you have and do the research i just feel like people are just elitist for the sake of being elitist and it's yeah they want to they want to put themselves above somebody well, I mean, else like oh you you pre-built you your pc and it also goes into like console right? versus pc gamers too it's also like a thing it's just yeah. fucking stupid so i mean also the other thing for this specifically is preference right like so like you guys said yeah. you like building stuff and i mean i enjoy building stuff myself in other aspects um there's some things that you just don't want to have to have to deal with right that's the same uh people and that's your prerogative you want to fix your car yourself you want to fix your computer yourself you want to send it into a shop like you do what you're going to do like that's this your life (laughs) so i guess um to segue this into uh potential uh custom builds the price that we have here is Thirty-three ninety-eight. Um, what do you guys think you could accomplish with that budget from a custom build standpoint? Ooh. Thirty-three ninety-eight, and that's so no, that's just basically. the hardware, right? Um, like we're not I talking. Mean, it's like not monitors and stuff. That's thirty-four hundred yeah, 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 for the, the PC. PC. Yeah, no. Ooh, Lord. And <laughs> what GPU did you go with? Uh, I don't think I splurged a ton on that. It was a twenty sixty uh, RTX twenty sixty six gigabit uh, gigabit uh, option. Uh, I mean, we can already tell you we can get a twenty eighty for less than thirty four hundred. <laughs> yeah, I. We know that much just based on our current builds. Yeah. So I yeah. guess. Are you guys comfortable with going into the price for your current bills? Yeah, I can talk about mine. I don't. Hell yeah! And most of the prices are kind of in the ether now because things are sold out, and I can't see the exact prices. But just the hardware itself. But we're we're looking at like two grand range for my parts, and what I did is I have a Corsair liquid cooler. Mm. Uh, I have two core. It's an RGB liquid cooler. Mm. That was in the hundred range, I believe. Bougie, bougie. Uh, then 
two RGB Corsair RAM sticks. They're not too bad. They're relatively the similar price to other RAM sticks you'll find out there. Uh, the RTX 2080 GPU, which is probably when I bought it, it was in the between seven to eight hundred range, somewhere around there, probably closer to mid sevens, maybe. Seven, uh, okay. And then I have an i7 8700K, so it's an eighth gen Intel. And uh, this is a good segue for the K version. So when you're looking at Intel CPUs, you'll see things like. For example, mine, I have the 8700K. You could see a version that says i7-8700 without the K. So for Intel CPUs, when you see the K, that's signifying that you can overclock that CPU. If you don't get a K version, you're losing out on like overclockability of the Intel CPU. Right. And th those are the, that's the bulk of what's inside my computer. I don't know if I missed out anything. All right, so I guess this is where I get to talk about how much mine costs. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of these things I'm going to have to do some math on the fly because I did upgrade some things since I've, I purchased it. So my overall price, um, it says here 13, 12, 18, which is a lie because <laughs> for some reason it has me on a 2070 Super and that's at least, what, that's like an additional $200 just on that. So, and then also my case isn't there. So I spent have spent around $2,100 on my build. You don't have to spend this much, but because I bought my N1A1 Plus Mini ITX case, that case was $200 on its own, but I will go down um, about the specs that I have. So um, my CPU is an AMD Ryzen 7 3700X 3.6 gigahertz 8-core processor, and that is listed currently as 274.49. Um, my CPU cooler is a Noctua NHLA um, AM4 CPU cooler, uh, which just means it's a low-rise because it's a mini case and I couldn't have anything like huge and large. Um, in my case, which is why I didn't use the fan that came with my CPU, um, that is $39.90, which is the cheapest thing in my computer. Um, my motherboard is actually an ASRock B450 gaming mini ITX motherboard, um, and that costs $184.94. My memory is now a Corsair Vengeance RGB Pro 32 gigabyte, and that's so those are two um, 16 gigabyte sticks of RAM, and that costs $150. Um, storage is Seagate Firecuda 2 terabyte hybrid internal hard drive for $119.88. Um, my SSD storage is Samsung 970 EVO, 500 gigabytes, um, and it was $99.99. Video card, uh, <laughs> NVIDIA GeForce RTX 2080 Super, which is going to be $649.98 currently. I already said this, but my case is an Inwin A1 Plus Mini ITX tower case with um, included 650 watts power supply. That was $199.99 on Amazon. That case is currently no longer available, apparently. And then I also had uh, three Sirius Loop addressable RGB fans in my case, but that came with my case. So um, the prices aren't there, but I spent around $2,100 on mine. Um, okay, so I mean, uh, I guess all in all, on average, uh, this might be some loose math here, but um, looks like the spend for the convenience is potentially uh, 
a uh, about like a thousand to fourteen hundred uh, to go with the pre-built yeah. option over building it yourself. I found some more specifics, so I can go over mine line by line, similar to Jocelyn. So I'll oh, start I thought you went line by line. Sorry. <laughs> no, I, I I was guessing while looking at my computer, going, I think oh, I think that's what I bought. I think that's what I bought. <laughs> Meanwhile, I came in here. I'm like, I got lists. Excuse yeah, me. then I saw you spitting out all like the specifics. Like, oh, I, I better start remembering what I bought. <laughs> I mean, she did build hers uh, more recently, right? Yeah, that is true. That's true. Yeah. Readily available. <laughs> so I got the uh, the i7 8700K Intel CPU, like I mentioned earlier. That one cost me three fifty. Uh, the CPU cooler is a Corsair 8100i RGB Platinum. And that is a all-in-one liquid cooler, and that one was 160. There, I got an MSI Gaming Edge Z390M. You know, they got these wild naming schemes. That was a $200 motherboard. The one thing I like about that motherboard, a little segue here, is it's, you're not going to see it on every motherboard. I don't even know if it's specific to this MSI motherboard. They have a debugging system. So when you're first setting up your PC, they have these little red lights on the motherboard. And if your computer's not turning on, you can take a look at those red lights and they'll give you a hint as to what may not be working and what you need to look at. Like, are you having like a RAM issue or things like that when you're first trying to set up the computer? Then for the RAM, I have two 8 gig sticks of Corsair Vengeance RGB Pro. That's DDR4 3000 for the speed specifics of it. I have a crucial MX500 M2 SSD for 500 gigs. That's the OS drive I have. That one was $69. There is a 2 terabyte Seagate Barracuda drive that is just a normal HDD for about $60. Uh, the one price I don't have is the 1 terabyte SSD Samsung Evo. I'm not too sure what the specifics of the price was on that off the top of my head. Then we have the EVGA RTX 2080 8-gig card for the GPU. That was 780 when I bought it. I have a Corsair Crystal 280X. It's a micro ATX build case. So the benefit was it's a smaller build area for the motherboard, but there's this like hidden compartment on the side where you can hide all the wires in. It's a lifesaver for somebody who sucks at cable management like I do. Uh, and then I have a 750-watt power supply. So like I mentioned earlier, an 850-watt, you're going to get more than enough because I'm using 750 with a 2080 GPU. And then I have some Corsair LL140 RGB fans for the case. It's about four of them. And the total price is around $2,200. I'm glad that you brought up cable management because that's such a strong topic as well. So how important is cable management to you, to both of you? To me, it's very important. And the laziest way I can get out of it, that's the best way for me. Because <laughs> it it's so tedious to get it looking to the point where you look at your computer and you're not like, why did I do that? So with like how I said, I can hide like 90% of the cables in this hidden compartment. Call it a day. It doesn't look bad when I look at my computer. <laughs> so you're talking about internally or externally? And, oh, 
we don't even want to talk about my cable management externally right now. We're, we're, we're being about like how you have that look where the hard tube, where you like the sleekness of the hard tube look. Yeah. We're talking like managing like your PSU cables, especially if you have like a glass pane tower. Yeah, I mean, I, I feel like if you, you want to make it look nice. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I agree with that. Like, you kind of no sense being able to see into your case if all you're seeing if is it looks wires. But the more you make it look nice, it's also easier to deal with. Let's say you have to go back into the computer to change something. Exactly. The better your so, cable management is, the easier it is to get in and out of your system. True, true, true. So, yeah, I mean, I agree. I mean, it, I agree, too. Cable management is so important. Like, if my cable management sucked, don't don't get me wrong, my cable management is not the best because I still need to buy <laughs> some more zip ties to get some things out of the way. But if my cable management wasn't at least decent, just upgrading my RAM would have been an ordeal, a whole ordeal. Like, actually, the entire time I was in there, I was afraid I was going to unplug a fan and not remember what header I put it into. So... Take lots of pictures when building. Take lots of pictures. Or, if you're like me, just stream it. Also, side note, people may have done this in their experience, but if you are making adjustments to your computer, like, say, unplugging certain things, you do want to make sure the computer's off. Oh, wow. (laughs) This is a safety tip. So so we're just going to... Oh, I just said people. That's all I said. No no self-incrimination. No self-incrimination. I did it. it. Maybe I did it. I was tired, okay? Um, (laughs) (laughs) My PC build took me a very long time because I did some things stupidly and you know perhaps i did some things with it turned on but i needed to see if things were working it was stupid on my yeah, part Please perhaps don't do... somebody was was checking the fan they're like oh yeah it, it, the, the light turns on when i do that and i double take i was like wait a minute is, are you unplugging things while it's on uh-huh. <laughs> Yeah, don't I mean, do that. I mean, yeah, that's correct. You'd, you'd be correct <laughs> so, in saying that. Um, I guess for each of you guys, and I, I guess I'll probably go with mine um, after, but what makes you feel like from strictly from like a feelings perspective what makes you feel like a computer or a pc was worth it Ooh, that's a good question for me it's worth it because well my laptop was dying so it was kind of i was forced to either you know suck it up and bought like fix my laptop or buy a laptop or just take the dive and build a PC, which is something that I've been wanting to do for, I guess, like maybe a year since Bobby started building his. It made me think maybe I should actually do it. Um, yeah, I kicked off the process. Yeah, you definitely did kick it off. But I feel like we do that to each other every time. Like, I'll buy something. Like, oh, you bought like, something? You're like, wait, I want that. Because it's like we both trust each other's like taste and like technology. <laughs> so we're like... Maybe I should do the thing. Yeah, it's um, like, like I had a headset. You're like, oh, there's this headset on Amazon. I was like, oh, really? Pop that. <laughs> you bought it like immediately. Just 
immediately. Um, it was definitely worth it. That and, you know, I really wanted to get in streaming for the longest time, but I just didn't have... I didn't have the resources to be streaming um, with what I had currently. And, you know, getting the laptop is kind of like got me into streaming. And now I know more about hardware. And it's just kind of like it just confirmed for me that I'm a total fucking computer dweeb because <laughs> building it was really fucking fun. It was stressful. Don't get me wrong, because it was the first time I that I was doing it and I didn't. Here's another thing not to do that I did. Read the fucking manuals before you start building. I didn't do that. Uh, so it just confirmed. I'm always. <laughs> so TFM. Sleep is important. Like I myself, I stayed up way too late. I spent like two whole days just getting my computer working when I was building it. If you're trying to do shit while tired, it's just not going to work. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was really bad. We both did that, though. At some point, it was like three or four in the morning. Well, I, mean, I was like, okay, I need like to. It's completionist thing, right? It's really hard. I feel like uh, this is probably a thing that developers in general face. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of hard to let go of solving problems in um, halfway through or like when it's. Yeah, you get into that zone where like, I need to fix it. I need to fix it now. I can't do anything else until I fix it. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. I get into that headspace. I don't like leaving things unfinished. And I've heard, uh, I, I, I can't uh, confirm this, but I've heard meditation is supposed to help with that. I can't confirm it. I've attempted it several times. But I, I can't, can't meditate. My... To, uh, Between... Also, they're going, what, what am I doing again? I can hear creaking sounds. Is there somebody right. here? They're always <laughs> like, yo, focus on your toes. Uh, sensation going from your toes yo, to your head. Like, they try to say, like, you need to focus on, like. What is my cat doing right now? I can hear him in the other room. It's a steady <laughs> way to get rolled up on. Too busy meditating. Somebody rolls up behind me. Bam. Game over. You got to keep your eyes open. <laughs> we have descended into madness which probably means what was bobby's worth it uh yeah for, uh, yeah what made it worth it for you i mean it it fit my lifestyle i mean my i wouldn't be lying to say my my life is heavily centered around technology whether it's just general computer stuff programming playing video games that is that is the center of my world i'm a daily daily video game player just general computer user and having a computer that fits the bill of what I'm looking for in terms of what it can do. Like I mess around things like Photoshop on top of playing video games. So just having a workhorse level computer made sense. Yeah. yeah. I note towards the end here is we've talked about like building a PC for general use in terms of just daily windows, computer install games, things like that. But there is a whole other world that you can look into where you build PCs to use as like personal servers. The parts are generally the same. You can usually go a little bit lower budget on it because it's just going to be like a, a console-esque server where like you log in with a command line type of deal. So and you can mess around with things like that. Um, did we not want to talk about our personal peripheral preferences? Oh, yeah, we do want to talk peripherals, about that. Eh? The PPs. Okay. The triple Ps. The PPPs. Personal peripheral preference. Yeah, because I can't say that word without making myself sound... Peripheral. <laughs> yeah, peripheral. Peripheral? 
Peripheral. Let's talk about them perfs. The perfs, yeah, them perfs. Yes, let's talk about perfs because I want. I really wanted to bring this up, even though Nerdine brought it up because I forgot. Uh, because when people are setting up a budget for building a PC, rarely do they factor in the cost of PPPs. Um, so your monitors, your keyboard, your mouse, like if you need a capture card, um, a headset. PPP stands for fat personal peripherals. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I guess my question, right, are what are the, uh, and I guess let's not talk about us specifically because we might have some eccentricities in terms of what we splurged on. Um, but, but I think what we are should also like somebody yeah, got so a personal yeah, opinion. Like, <laughs> for, 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 for like the average person, what do you think are the things that they, from a peripheral perspective? First of all, sir, I just want to say we up. caught that shade. All right, we caught that. I know, I know, it's like ninety degrees out right now, but we didn't need all that shade. We were fine. I mean, I'm in a yeah, basement. We, we so be in here with AC. Don't, don't, don't push up our electricity bill. Don't do that. Don't <laughs> you guys are new, to, you're new to the shade. You know what I mean? I, I'm living in it. <laughs> so I, I do think though, like being serious, I do think that we should talk about what we do have set up because um maybe some people may be looking to getting into streaming or podcasting or or just like wants to know like what's a good monitor to have or what should i have for like a good like programming setup from home or something like that i think we should go into that but as far as as when you say just a regular setup i think that you should just have a really good monitor um from a non-gaming perspective and even a gaming perspective you really need to have a really good monitor now gaming comes that's linked into like what your actual pc setup and stuff is sometimes like with what monitor you get um i personally have like an msi optics g32 series curved gaming monitor Gang gang, gang gang, Um, and that's because it the refresh rate it's like the highest it gets is one sixty five, and so I have a build that supports that. Yeah, uh, Yeah, I'm rocking a Dell monitor. It's it may be Dell, but it the fourteen forty p monitor. It's got a high refresh rate, so I can hit the one forty four that for the general gaming purposes. I mean, my second monitor is Dell, normal brand. Like but my, Dell makes some yeah, solid monitors. They do. I, my second monitor is a Dell. And, I mean, if anything happened to this monitor, like, perhaps I need to go ship it out for it to be replaced. Maybe that's still something I need to do. Uh, I can play on my Dell monitor, and I wouldn't see, like, a, a drop or anything like that. Um, then, of course, a keyboard. Now. Yeah, let's dive into well, the more peripheral for, since you got for the big real bad, quick um, for monitors you do want to be aware of the size of the monitor like i remember i bought yeah. my 27 inch monitor and when i took that thing out of the box i was like this, this is this is fairly large where am i supposed to put yeah my monitor my curved monitor my msi monitor is 32 inches oh and uh i went with the 27 same same brand same uh, family but a bit smaller. yeah no i did the 32 and don't get me i mean it's purdy it's real cute but when i pull it out of the box i'm like is this gonna fit on my is this gonna fit on my desk i'm not I sure guess my only my only limit uh the reason i opted to not go with 32 because i had a 32 at a certain point was i felt like i was doing a decent amount of looking around 
um like you know what i mean <laughs> which sounds weird to say but uh like you want to be able in, to center your view yeah i want to be able to take in most of the primary information without having to you know what i mean uh look to the, the left or right and that was why i kind of felt like 27 was the sweet spot for me and i mean i guess it depends um maybe i've got how far you are eyes yeah the way, like, the way are, are you are you two inches from your monitor new roof <laughs> 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 well, let me get real close here for a second <laughs> so that, that's another thing to consider i guess joss did you want to finish uh your big bad streaming setup so that I can uh, we can at various points go into our associated less big bad streaming yeah, setup. Yeah, I'm going to try to go from most important things to things that aren't really important or needed at all. Um, so <laughs> then I have my keyboard. Now, keyboards are a hot topic as well. I could probably do an entire... I for you two. You, you two are keyboard fanatics. Yes, so... <laughs> We probably could do an entire episode just about mechanical keyboards, and that we may do that actually. Could you could do an episode on keycaps with the way you guys are into that stuff? I mean, let's <laughs> okay, talk Bobby, about it. Yeah. Yes, okay, mm. we could. Don't drag us too hard, Bob. Um, I mean, I have I have my own stuff. I could probably do a whole show about on so. I mean, we're we're gonna get to the stuff you got. Don't worry. <laughs> Don't worry. But um, so my keyboard, I have an 80% keyboard and it's an Echo X Ducky keyboard collaboration. Um, if you don't care about the way your keyboard looks or you don't care about tasks. <laughs> if you don't care about that stuff, you don't you could just buy whatever keyboard, you know, buy but, a good old Logitech keyboard. Oh my God. I well, mean, Logitech that's what, actually has good keyboards. What, yeah, they do. Like I had one um, back when uh, I was a plebe. Yeah, uh, but now, it, it um, so well. this keyboard is all pink, um, and it's amazing. I love it. It's um, side printed on the keycaps, so that when you're looking at it from above, the keycaps appear blank. But obviously, if you're sitting in front of it, it's letters are on there now this was $90 you don't need to spend $90 on a keyboard but I'm just a sucker for customization I'm a sucker for colors and all of those great things so that's why I have that now when we're starting to get into I want to say gaming specific PPPs um I'm kind of like a Razer fangirl. I'm actually a Razer affiliate. <laughs> so I have a lot of Big Razer plug. things. Yeah, I, it is a plug because, you know. Coding uh, uh, link in the description. Coding link. <laughs> and and my Twitch link will be in the description as well. Look, we're out here. I'm trying to let you all know. Um, so my mouse, I've always had Razer mice. Um, I had a Razer Naga mouse which is like MOBA specific um, because it has all of the key bindings on the side and I loved that when I was maining League of Legends which is fucking years ago but for the past three years I've had a Razer Mamba wireless and I love it um, it's amazing this mouse when I got it ooh, 180 probably we bought that on sale though. I think I bought it on sale it's to me, it's necessary, especially when you are gaming and you're spending a lot of time 
um, on your computer and you need a decent mouse to play with. And I think it's worth splurging on it. Maybe you don't necessarily need to spend the 200 or something dollars that I did, but... I mean, I think it depends on the game, all right? If you're playing any type of FPS, your mouse yeah. is going to be a big It also depends on the size of your hand. Not all mouses really feel well, depending on how big or small of a hand you have. Not all mice are created the same. <laughs> There's compatibility issues. Compatibility, it's it's true. Now you could probably get like a decent. I would think you would get it. Could get a decent like gaming mouse because I know a lot of like professional FPS players. They have like a very basic mouse or just like as long as the tracking is good on this. I really don't care. Yeah, they're going for lightweight and good tracking. Yeah, so that's fine. And usually they're like sixty or seventy dollars, but you're still you're still putting out money for that. Okay. I mean, uh, the final mouse I have this 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 after uh, resale. The one I they're have, on the Yeezy uh, level where they're like, "Yo, you gotta you gotta enter a raffle." <laughs> yeah, the yeah. one I have is, is like three hundred worth three hundred dollars now. Apparently, so cash out. <laughs> so moving along from my mouse, um, more razor surprise. I also suggest um, because you know I game. I also got an extended mouse pad that's also razor and and it's the razor goliath's extended chroma mat which means that it's rgb and it's pink i don't even know how much is it full desk or uh it's full it's full desk it's almost full desk because i like having this the uh room i like having the room i like not having to like readjust every time i'm going to aim or something like i can just slide across the desk however it, I see the more that. mouse space you have, the better. You can't really have too much mouse space. You absolutely unless it's going over, unless it's over going over the desk. Then you just got then that's angling too mouse much. Pad. Then that's a little. We're not we're not here for that. But this mouse pad cost oh my gosh, I think forty dollars. So yeah, I you mean... can get extended mouse pads cheap. So yeah. and with RGB, so it syncs up to everything. I feel I feel like that's kind of cool. Going even further in. Uh, to ridiculousness perhaps i have the razor headstand also in quartz edition which is pink it has rgb on the bottom and maybe that was 50 dollars. i cannot confirm or deny I mean, it's, not too bad. it's not that bad but then when we get to the stream <laughs> the capture card i mean uh so i also have the razor capture card uh that's because I was doing a dual PC streaming situation. I'm no longer doing that since I upgraded the RAM in my initial PC. But I'm still going to be using that because I do think I'm going to start streaming like Animal Crossing. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. And so that costs $200. The um, secrets are being revealed this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm out here. You guys got the inside scoop. Listening <laughs> to and then I also have a stream deck. I have the 16 key stream deck. This is probably where, I mean, Nerdine probably. What does the stream deck do? The stream deck can do everything. You can program the stream deck buttons to work on anything on your computer. Like, I have programmed it to a lot of my Twitch binds are programmed on this. I have Spotify programmed onto my stream deck as well, although not through the API that is through the stream deck, like app store i just went ahead and set it up myself because i was tired of hitting the api and it, it being limit reach yeah thr- throttle 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 and i'm just like dude upgrade your api key or something what are you doing he, he, anyway so <laughs> and then also um i have like my vs code 
button ones on there. I also have it programmed to like compile with a certain project that I'm on. Personal projects because I'm unemployed. So it can compile just by pressing a button, which is really nice. Um, so basically- Personal can... projects are the fun projects anyway. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. But then you can also like set it up to like, I know there you can set it up to Philips Hue, like those light bulbs that Bobby has. You do have the Philips oh, Hue oh, ones. Oh. Yeah. Time for my episode. Yeah. <laughs> and, and let's, <laughs> let's, let's, and that's a great segue for Bob to talk about what he has. So I actually have somewhat similar stuff for in peripherals in terms of like the streaming setup since I do. Eventually, I plan on getting into streaming myself because I've been told many times I should, as well as it seems like it could be fun to do. So, but in terms of general keyboard talk, I went with more of the just general use keyboard purchase instead of the customized like keycaps and all that. So I got a a Corsair RGB keyboard that just matched the color scheme of my computer tower in the bougie fashion that I like to do. And Corsair in general, uh, the company-wise, they most of the peripheral stuff you get from Corsair, you're not going to have a lot of problems with it. Their IQ software can be finicky at times. But in general, it's pretty solid. I used to have a, I started with a Razer mouse, similar to, well, the same exact one Jocelyn ran with the Razer Mamba. Much like how he had the same laptop at the same given time. We almost had like the exact same setup. And Razer mouses are solid. I always liked the Razer mouse until when I built my PC, since that mouse was already pre-existing. I got a Corsair mouse just to match the color scheme, much like the keyboard. But I honestly would not recommend that mouse. And just to interject a little bit, that's the one thing that annoys me about Razer is that they have put the Quartz Edition on mice that, you know, are okay. But when it comes to their, like, more expensive mice, like the one I have, obviously, the Razer Mamba, it's just in black. Like, can we get, can we get colors? Can I get a Quartz Edition Razer Mamba? Yeah, when it comes to Razer, you're relying on their RGB chroma stuff to provide any customization. That's just accent lighting. I'm like, Razer, can I have that? Okay, sorry. But the mouse, uh, the Corsair mouse that I said I wouldn't recommend, it is the M65 RGB Elite. Because at least me personally, it doesn't happen to everybody, but honestly, when I was on the internet, it happened to a lot of people. Is the Corsair mouse had this problem where eventually your left click would stop registering on a majority of scenarios, which, ignoring gaming, even just general computer work, you don't want to have your left click just stop working like every other time you click the mouse. And that happened for me like two two mouses in a row for that M65. So I mentioned Corsair is not a terrible company. They do have a majority of good things. It's just that one mouse I'd avoid personally based said, on my own said, personal fuck experience. fuck that mouse is what he said. <laughs> he said don't use it. Because <laughs> I got the Corsair keyboard, I got a cooler, I got RGB, I got a bunch of Corsair stuff, but that mouse, no sir. Get, get, so, I mean, what is, what is your favorite gaming mouse been so far? Do you have one that stands out in your mind? Is like, I like this. I went back to Razer because I guess just the general shape of the Razer mouse I, is it, it a, fits a, well a, in my hand. Is it a Naga or is it a different one? This time I went with the Razer Death Adder. I believe it's called the Death Adder V2 now. Okay. And overall, it's a simple mouse. It's just got your normal scroll wheel. It's got your DPI buttons in the middle behind the scroll wheel. And on the thumb side, it's got your forward and backward buttons. So it's not one of those like heavily programmable mouses, but mice, no words, English things. Mice is. But it's got a decent weight. The cable, it's a wired mouse, but not wireless. And. 
the cable is very lightweight, so moving the mouse around, I don't feel any tugging or anything. It's almost like the cable's barely even there. And in general, it's just it's it's a simple enough mouse to use, and it feels good in the hand. I mean, I know I'm a Razer affiliate or whatever, but I will say they're not sponsoring this podcast because still i don't have any sponsors but they make really they know how to fucking make mice they do they didn't do they do know how to make those very very well so i highly suggest them for anything they are pricey but to me worth it the last main peripheral i could probably talk about would be the monitor so technically i have two monitors i'm, I'm a big proponent of multiple monitors mainly because i have a lot of stuff going on and they give a point so i like when i'm playing games if sometimes when i'm playing by myself I like having a TV show up on the side or something like that. I know some people, they got like their, their major office rooms. They're like, oh, I got an actual TV next to my computer. I, go, oh, I just got a simple monitor to the left of mine. Yeah, we so know I, did that. <laughs> we know how you like having other things up because... So I, I had a 1080p monitor, but then when I went full bougie mode on my computer and I decided I was going to step up the resolution a little bit, that's when I ended up getting the 1440p uh, high refresh rate monitor to just make sure when I'm playing games at the higher settings that I'll eventually be playing at, I'm getting the most bang for my buck in terms of being able to actually hit the high part of the high end and not just be like, oh, I can barely run high graphic settings at 1440p. I wanted to make sure I could comfortably run high graphic settings at 1440p. And that's the majority of my main peripherals that I'm running. Despite the fact that you guys were like, you don't really have a budget, most of your bills came in kind of like in my price range really right because 22 mm-hmm. and 2100 so that's like perfectly doable it's like not crazy uh, i thought you guys, though, I thought you guys like were gonna be out range. here yeah uh, with our peripherals it definitely goes into like three grand territory i mean i guess for me i kind of have the peripherals that can handle more than what i'm using them for and i kind of yeah like, like you already got the higher fresh rate in one yeah. yeah so for me i pretty much have the 27 uh, inch version of the same uh, monitor that Joss has. Keyboard-wise, I've built a couple throughout the years, but the one that I have stuck with for the games that I'm playing now is the 60% Ducky 1-2 Mini. Got the custom Akko slash Ducky crossover keycap in pink and purple. I have some custom, I believe they're HyperX WASD keys that are tilted because I kind of like the being able to tell where my WASD keys are by feel because I'm a forget- uh, forgetful person. Also, I have a custom, a few custom keys. My escape and my three are from a company called Hot Keys Project that does limited release custom keycaps. And this build. I, I like the feedback. It's got the Cherry MX Brown switches, so I've got tactile feedback, but also not too loud. So that's my keyboard. From a mouse perspective, a mouse that I have liked and hasn't done me wrong, at least so far, has been the Logitech 502, MG502 gaming mouse. Um, it's a bit on the higher side in terms of button uh, additional buttons you know I, I play a lot of fortnite currently so that tends to come in useful for me um i recently swapped from the wired edition um to now i'm using the wireless option which i definitely recommend for anybody that's thinking about that has the uh former um because you know the the cable on the g the original g502 is definitely not the best in terms of uh, getting snacked and hooked on stuff and not having a mouse bungee. 
Um, so on the other keyboards though that I've played around with are the N Pro Two, sixty uh, percent. Um, I like that um, because it has a built-in Bluetooth wireless option that you can use. Uh, but that's not my daily driver. I tend to use that in the office or um, for work-related stuff because it has, uh, for our 60% keyboard, it has keys that alternate as arrow keys, which most 60% don't do necessarily by default. But those are the things uh, that I like. Oh, another uh, custom peripheral I can't forget to mention is my Funko Pop Hulk mug. I always got to have it there, you know, with some delicious in there. Uh, so, yeah, must have. Yeah, your uh, mouse talk reminded me of a, a mouse I forgot to mention, is, since it's one that I rarely use, since I don't play a lot of, like, MOBA-style games anymore. But I have a... It's a Corsair mouse that I don't have an issue with, and that is the Corsair Scimitar mouse, which is specifically branded towards MOBA because it's one of those mice that has a high number of like grid style keys where the thumb is so this one specifically has actual 12 little buttons that inside the iq system you could customize the keybinds of those buttons to trigger a specific action so let's say in a game where you have like abilities on an ability bar you have like alt e as the trigger action for that ability you can set one of those 12 buttons to be that keybind so that way you can more easily access certain things in a like high action style game where it's not just like a point and shoot fps game yeah that's what the razor naga is and that's why i had it when i played league of legends because it was just it's necessary to have one of those to be honest yeah so is one of the benefits of the scimitar was you can move the keypad too so you can kind of slide it it's a minimal movement area, but you can still move it forward and backward to get the best positioning for where your hand is. And that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised nobody Perfect said that when I said it. it feels good in the hand. Yeah, I know. I, 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 I thought we were trying to stay away, stare away from uh, that's what she said. Jokes, nah, they've they, they been new. They've been new what this I was. They've been new what this was. Because I threw that alley-oop up there, and it was silent. I was like, okay, that, that's that's where we are. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Oh, no, we... Um, <laughs> but, okay, I think, I think that we've, unless I'm wrong, that we've covered everything that encompasses building a PC, and then some. I mean, we could probably just go with more of a, a summary at this point, just the basic points of comparing pre-built versus building your own PC and just what to generally be aware of. Okay, girl, then you go ahead and start. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> when you're like just general choice, like, if you're looking between pre-built or a custom build, either way, you're going to want to do your research. You don't want to just trust in what some websites telling you like, oh, here's what the build's going to look like in the end and then just buy the parts here and don't be like somebody on the internet where you go to like a, a forum or reddit or some other site we're like oh i bought this was my purchase good i mean at that point i mean yeah it'd be nice to know if you had a bad purchase but you, you want to ask those type of questions to whoever you're asking them to before you actually make any purchases and that's the biggest thing because like pre-built versus custom either way you're going to end up with a computer 
You just want to make sure you actually research what's going to be inside that computer. That's the key portion of doing either of the two. Neither one's right or wrong as long as you put the research in. Yeah, definitely agree. Put in the research and honestly just pick whatever is comfortable for you. If you're comfortable with building your PC, by all means, do it. And, And if you're not comfortable building a PC on your own and want somebody else to do that for you and take on that risk, then... Do that. Bob the Builder. <laughs> if you have a friend who <laughs> likes building PCs, I mean, you could always talk to them, see if they could help out. Yeah. Turn that into an activity of some kind. Pizza. Or, yeah, pay us an alcohol and pizza and we'll build it for you. Yep. Just saying. That'll be tree fitty. Tree fitty? <laughs> tree fitty and fitty. beer and pizza are just tree fitty. <laughs> All the above. <laughs> okay, when we said. Pay us in pizza and beer. We meant specifically to Nero. If yep. there's anybody outside of this, no, you need to pay me actual money. Or, um, or befriend <laughs> people that, you know what I mean, like doing that and are willing to trade their skills for uh, money. Yeah. <laughs> or, or, money. Or, or food and um, other. Any um, kind other of things. sustenance. But be whether aware, it be emotional uh, or beware, actual we're money. Not gonna, we're not going to actually call anybody out. But, I need uh, financial sustenance. Of any friend that tells you that cooling is not important, because uh, yeah, that's, that's one thing. Uh, like people <laughs> being, uh, you know, playing a, a Rainbow Road in a non Mario Kart game <laughs> is not what you want to uh, have. have so. so that's one thing we probably didn't really mention too much is oh, no. airways for your cooling. So when you when you, if you buy a pre-built there's a certain level of trust that I guess is implied. You have to trust yeah. that they put the cooling fans. But when you're building your own computer itself from the, from the start, you want to make sure the fans are placed correctly on the case for whether or not you want the air being pulled into the computer or being kicked out of the computer. And you also want to position these fans in a way from like front to back so that there's some air being pulled in from somewhere and a different set of fans are kicking that air out. So you want to make sure the airflow actually helps keep the inside cool and you're not just sucking air out or sucking air in. My personal question is, how do you guys feel about Funko Pops in the case? What? <laughs> what what's I the know. melting temperature? I'm on PC Funko and I just see somebody has a build with like a Vegeta Funko Pop like in the uh, thing. I just thought it was funny. He, he must not care about that Funko Pop. That's yeah, like how hot works. can they actually get? Oh, the Funko Bows. That's the question, right? Um, uh, somebody was complaining about this on the internet. A large majority of figurines are made out of PVC, which melts at around 100 Celsius. Oh, bitch. So if you don't got proper cooling in that CPU... That bitch is gone. You're, you're about to have a, a melted figurine to your All over your GPU. No. <laughs> I, and I know Funko Pops are fairly light, but why would you want to put any extra weight on top of the parts that wanna... are in your computer. Well, I mean, you he, had, he, had a fairly big, he had a fairly big case, so I think there was like a lot of extra space in there, and he just decided to put a. Funko I mean, Pop. I'm just saying. It might have just been for the picture, to be honest, and he removed it. Right he just after. did it for the gram, but I just feel yeah. like, why would you want to put anything inside of a like uh, something that you just spent literally thousands of dollars on? Why would you want to put anything extra in there that's not meant for? your PC to run. You know what I mean? Wait, actually, is this Vegeta? No, this is a homeboy from uh, Tekken. Uh, 
shit. Kazama. When when New just mentioned having like a lot of space in your case, that brings up a a side note that could have been brought up around the cable management time is like if you buy a bigger tower and you have a lot of space inside, like working within that build and like cable management in general becomes a lot less stressful because you're not like squeezing around certain parts of the computer. But if you go to a smaller form factor, there's a chance you could run into just personal headaches where like you have to be like squealing two fingers into a certain area because like you're not going to be able to reach your whole hand around certain parts of the build of the cable management you you want. Are you just saying these things? I had the same problem though because this is this is you know I mean if I throw up an alley oop sometimes somebody got dunk it. Bitch, I I will always dunk. (laughs) You hear me? I will always dunk. She's like I played center in basketball. I couldn't play. No, I could not play basketball. They wanted me to because I was tall, but yeah, but like, okay, I think we're running off topic now. <laughs> I mean, I guess hopefully we, we this got is some... where the content lives. This <laughs> is where the, <laughs> the random riffs. So hopefully y'all liked our episode on PC building and all the things that we have talked about this episode a wide array of things but um as always if you have any questions comments or concerns feel free to email me at the get cute podcast at gmail.com or you can always find me on twitter my personal twitter is at so and so's and then the podcast twitter is the get cute podcast i would like to thank bobby and nuru for recording this podcast with me after i forced them to Taking a couple What's weeks, a what we got here. What's a I'm tweeter? being held hostage. <laughs> <laughs> you As can't see it, but I'm blinking three times right now. That's my signal. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta cough three times. That's that's how you do it in the, <laughs> the, the audio world. As always, if you enjoyed this podcast, please feel free to leave me a review wherever you're listening to this: Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I am everywhere. And as always, Black Lives fucking matter. And uh, we shall see you, or I will see you. I don't know about these two. Next week. We're not being brought back. Our contract has not been uh, <laughs> okay for, for more than one uh, episode. <laughs> Our probation period did not go well. Yeah. We apologize for misleading you in any way. Right. Okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs>